listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Can we talk about um, our favorite Captain America suits? Yes. Oh, fuck yes, we can. I'm, um, I feel like we need to talk more about fashion and outfits on this I'm podcast, disappointed. Apparently. Nerds I'm, on fashion. What I will say is I'm disappointed. This is the, the little bit of fanboy rage you that will come out. Brian. That none of the costumes accurately portray the feathers. The feathers? The, the little wings that pop out. Oh, oh That's wow. because if they actually popped out, Brian, they would be ridiculous. Unless, of course, you're talking about the costume he wears in the like the little musical thing he's in in the first one. Cause... At least at least he's not wearing a cowl that has fake ears on it. That's true. <laughs> that was fucking that's, weird. That's kind of true. The fake rubber ears and that's the true. Italian red skull for no reason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you sent me that picture, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, My man. God, the 80s the... were a bad era for superhero movies. Yeah, that was seriously. 1990. Oh damn! That wasn't even the 1991. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what was that? It was a. Uh... That was the failed Captain America feature film. Oh god. That was starring the and is, as far as we know, the only performance by Matt Salinger, <laughs> who is JD, JD Salinger's son. son. Oh, what a legacy! What a yeah. legacy! So that's know. why they call him the Captain in the Rye. <laughs> the Captain in the Rye. They're that one making captain. a biopic. About um, Salinger, yeah. yeah. Well, there was yeah. a documentary yeah, a couple a years ago really about a guy good who found him. Yeah, really good uh, Nick Holt from uh, or Nick Holt. He's uh, he was in uh, Mad Max and he's uh, he was Beast in or he is Beast in, in the X-Men new X Men movies. movies right? yeah. yeah, he's yeah. apparently going to portray nice um, Salinger cool. uh, as he wrote Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting. What's up. But back to butts. Uh, I mean, yeah. um, Captain America. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. I think probably my favorite of his outfits is in the the first one, the first oh. Captain America, first Avenger, yeah. just because I really like the vintage look and it has more straps and I like straps apparently. It looks more functional. He has functional. a utility yeah. belt. He yeah. He's got yeah. like an old school Strapping. style utility belt with a bunch of different, you know, Yeah, I think I think that one's really classic because when we, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like some of the other ones, I mean, they're they're good. I think in the first Avengers, it's a little too cheese balls, yeah, but that's just yeah. personally, but like, Shocking, because like, that's the one I actually I really like. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I just it's and then in Winter Soldier, like the first one's also really good, but like the one that he wears towards the end would have been good, except for the fact that he looks like a 1980s businesswoman with those shoulder pads. So <laughs> that's he's a, a working hey. girl. <laughs> Maybe he didn't have time to do you know the he's... the shoulder exercises. <laughs> Maybe so they just patted him up. Maybe. Oh my god! Yeah, he would have fit right in and with those business ladies. Yeah, yeah. Brian's business. Brian, your favorites the, from the first Avengers? Well, yeah, because it's a little more streamlined in that it's a sleeker design. Mm-hmm. It's not as um, it's it's more form than, than function. I will admit that. Yeah. But it looks like but it looks like it's Kevlar. It looks like the whole. It looks like a, just a very slick body armor is what it looks like. A very bright it's, body yeah, it's armor. Yeah, it's too red, white, and blue. Uh. It looks like if Captain America Captain was America. a Power Ranger Ooh. in 1993. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for saying that. And that's why I really like the Winter Soldier navy blue one. Because that is some sleek-ass design and the color scheme. Yeah, he also looks like he's the government's bitch. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it, look who's talking. Like <laughs> You're going for the um, 1990s, like, bright and bubbly and... and, and neon honestly in that one that you like so i think in the navy blue one it's a little bit more subtle he looks like he has more utility and more function rather than form i don't know and the helmet's way better too yeah i'll give it that it's a it's a cool looking suit but it just it looks like he's 
hi, I'm Captain America. I'm a member of the Air Force. Like that's it. Literally, literally looks like an Air Force logo instead Whoa. of the the star that I he normally mean, wears. So I don't know. Just my opinion, but. This Your opinion looks... is valid, and no, I think not. it's absolutely stupid, <laughs> because that's my favorite one. I think it's absolutely stupid. Oh, man. I mean, I think we. I think it still does a really good job when you get into Civil War. Like, the Civil War one is also really freaking rad. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. also Civil looks War a little more war-torn. Like, the, Ooh, yeah. the yeah. A is all faded. Mm-hmm. The star, actually. It, it's like there's not a single bright color in that costume. It's it's no. dingy. It's used yeah. it's it's Zack snydery it's Zack snydery <laughs> yeah it's right all in. the colors zapped right out of it very Zack snyder <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that that one also uh it kind of culminates all of the best parts of all of them mm-hmm. to yeah. a degree mm-hmm. because it has a lot of elements that the the one that i love the navy blue one does so much especially mm-hmm. the straps up on the arms mm-hmm. and the belt um and still, you know, has a little bit more of the spangly color thing going on. Not yeah. as much as in the first Avengers, but. But it, it still looks like, again, like where it's kind of dull, it looks very vintage. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's what I And like. I, I'm assuming Captain America never wore the spangly Power Rangery one from the first Avengers <laughs> ever again because it just got fucking wrecked. Like you want something that can like get some dirt on it and yeah. not look like it has right. dirt on it. What I was, <laughs> was wondering is the in the comic books, the the top part of the suit has this kind of scaly design to the like the upper chest plate area and shoulder area and i'm wondering if they ever explain that in the comics of what that material is supposed to be or mm. if that was just some like phalanx kind of like armor kind of like, like yeah a, um, like a chain mail type thing exactly <laughs> yeah. and i'm wondering why they never thought to maybe integrate that into the armor Ooh. for the movies because that, that would be kind of a cool thing to see if they could pull off I mean, one thing that he has consistently pulled off is some serious muscle tones, so... <laughs> and pants. And pants. He always looks good in pants. Oh, does he? I mean, I am not he backing... He always looks good without pants, too! <laughs> I wouldn't know this. I mean, we don't get to see him without <laughs> pants very often, so... Not yet. We have to wait for these movies to die down, and then he starts doing art pictures, and, you know, <laughs> goes the route of, like, Meg Ryan and In the Cut, and he's like, I'm showing everybody my dick now, but the content <laughs> is... Cutting it. Not likely though, because Chris Evans is going to be retiring from acting once his contract with Captain America is done. What's he going to do? He's going to transition to directing. Yeah, directing oh, what? What's he? Dog what's he movies? Not I would love movie too. dog movies. Actually, Where the hell did that come from? Well, I mean, I actually think it'd be awesome <laughs> if he. I actually Talking think, dog movies. I actually think it'd be awesome if he ends up directing a Captain America movie. Ooh. Yeah, but one where it would be either the Sam Wilson Captain America or the. Bucky Barnes, Captain America. So, where where are we gonna see U.S. Agent? Where's U.S. Agent at? Uh, I think that's just one of those bastions of the '90s that are just gonna ignore, honestly. Man, because I sort of liked him. Avengers West Coast. <laughs> you think they're gonna do an Avengers West Coast? Yeah, do a West Coast Avengers. Yeah, because you know what? They're already bringing out guys that when I was younger, I was like, oh yeah, I sort of like him, like Ant Man. Like, oh yeah, he's cool. But then you have to also sort of like bring him. in like Spider Woman, which is not a bad thing. But I'm just yeah, saying, wait. and you've also have to like bring in. Oh, and then why don't we do Great Lakes Avengers too? Let's bring Squirrel Girl into. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be rad. Universe. I actually want to see that. Yeah. Squirrel Girl. Yes. What What was the Canadian Avengers names? Alpha um, Squad. Alpha Flight. Alpha oh my Flight. God. There was a alpha Canadian Flight. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Where How the fuck is our Alpha this? Flight movie? Yeah, there's, there's actually a guy who is essentially Captain Canada. He's no. not called Captain Canada. I saw yeah. like a photoshopped version of that, and I was like, yeah, Captain What's Canada. His name? But He's I, like red basically leaf. Captain Maple Leaf, or whatever. The fuck no, his seriously, name is, like yeah. his the shield had a maple or, leaf uh, on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic. Captain Poutine. Captain Poutine. I would Captain totally. Poutine, and this is my psychic gravy. This is my psychic. <laughs> that would be amazing. He's he can turn boy. himself into any reduction. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he was he was born from a rue. <laughs> Defending Culinary socialism jokes. and all it stands for. Yes. You see, my, my, I got my powers because I was eating my che- my fries and cheese curds, and then they gave me this special serum that was mixed into a gravy. Is he and is he is he Quebecois? Is that well, that's, that's what I'm trying to do? Nicky and Quebecois. Are you making it French Canadian now? A, a very bad Quebecois. No, what if dialect. he was like from Alberta and he was like a farm boy? Oh my god! No, I want like... I want one from Newfoundland. <laughs> Newfoundland. <laughs> I want a Newfie. Newfie man. I mean, Victoria has kind of the the really like West Coast stereotypical kind of Canadian sound yeah, the to BC it. Sound. Yeah. yeah, so you no know, kidding. Sorry about that. You know, if sorry about it. Yeah, sorry about that. For real. Yeah, Vancouver man. Vancouver. He's really good at. Sundays, and <laughs> like the day, like I'm yes. really good at on hey, Sundays. Hey, good, spot on. Any Canadian loves a good Sunday. He just like he, he just breaks in and said, "Hey, why don't you uh, why don't you stop that? Eh, we can go like you no, know, we got some nice wine country where I'm yeah. from. You want to go s- up to um to to get some wine, some 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 shawarma." Some shawarma. Mm. Yeah. No, it pairs. I have a nice Shiraz it goes with. I have a nice Shiraz. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my wow, God. Guys. Uh, and we've gone completely off the reservation. Oh, so but this on. is perfect for me because it's just, this gets <laughs> she all She feels my, like she's back home. I am back home in my, my uh, Canadian Vancouver high rise with the views of Stanley Park and... What's that one uh, brewery that's really close by? Oh, God. Clearly, it had a really large effect on you that you don't remember. I don't. I'm all. I'm blanking. The can, the in Canadian Vancouver? in me is dying. You guys, the further and further away. If it's away, in Vancouver, get... it's probably Steamworks. There's another Steamworks no, that's a completely it's... different outfit that's in oh, Vancouver, shoot. Canada. Oh, really? I'm Interesting. Totally forgetting. No, it's not Steamworks. It's um. Something. The shoots. Oh God, I wish. The shoots. The shoots is important. No, that's in Oregon. Uh, which is uh, uh, which is right next to the shits, and that's uh, also a poutine stand. Yeah. Not a very good poutine one. Poutine is French Canadian, though. You really don't <laughs> wow. get it in Vancouver. You really don't. Though. I just Brian, that was well. You know what you get in Vancouver? <laughs> heroin. Wow, that's true. <laughs> Vancouver is the heroin capital. Did Rob Ford go there? I'm just curious. Um, no, he was, no. On, you know, he was Speaking, on cocaine. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of heroin, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, on that note. (laughs) Actually, speaking of heroin, it's kind of exciting. They announced, they kind of leaked that um, Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel is going to be introduced. Oh, is that where we were going with it? In uh, Avengers. Yeah, because I'm so freaking excited about that. Mm -hmm. I'm like losing my mind. Who we think it going to be? I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to cast. <laughs> some, people say, some people say Jennifer Lawrence was like, no. 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 If you ever want the X universe and the, yeah. the Marvel universe well, to merge, you can't have repeatable I mean, characters. I have a feeling that if they're ever going to merge those two, they're going to probably kind of... I think they're going to wipe away what happened with Fox because, mm. I mean... So from what from what I've heard through hearsay, because I don't I don't read reviews on movies that I'm really anticipating. So um, with Apocalypse, I'm not reading reviews, but I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. Like there are mixed reviews, um, and a lot of that I think has to do with the fact that Jennifer Lawrence doesn't really want to do it anymore. Mm. Like mm. she's I don't think she's into it, so I don't think she would be it. But I also feel like if they're ever to merge the X universe in it, they might just kind of do Honestly, away with what happened kind of like with Spider-Man just like hit the reset button yeah. yeah I feel like with her where her career is going she's kind of like done with the whole franchise idea and she's gonna go more independent she's gonna just do David yeah, O. Russell movies for us yeah. I'm just gonna do David O. Russell movies where I'm quirky or hardworking <laughs> or quirky and hardworking <laughs> right I'm just gonna collect more Oscars and like, then she will she will soon rival Meryl Streep for Oscar nominations exactly I mean yeah. I know the I know the nerd world would like lose its collective minds if it uh, if Katie Sackhoff got cast Ooh. as Carol Danvers. Um, That's they, interesting. Yeah, people would probably just like 
Yeah. But I don't know. She'd be fucking fantastic. I don't, yeah, I mean, she would. I, I kind of don't know what, because. I miss Katie Sackhoff, honestly. Like, She's, like Marvel kind of dances the line with mm-hmm. having unknowns versus really well-known. So yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's an opportunity here to get a really good unknown mm-hmm. yeah. or less well-known. Mm-hmm. Or somebody yeah. who's been featured at least on the ABC network for like TV series. Sure. Because sure. I mean, Sebastian Stan was in Once Upon a Time. Uh, yeah. true. And he was so, uh, also, of course, Hot Tub Time Machine. I would not oh, want yeah. the blonde chick from Once Upon a Time to no, be. No, no, Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Jennifer Goodwin's the brunette. She's the one Snow White. I'm Ricky talking about the, the blonde girl yeah. who plays Jennifer Snow White's right. daughter. Right, right, right. Who's, uh, she was on House. Um, she was also in How I Met Your Mother for a minute. Yeah, not into her. Not into anyway, her. Anyway, <laughs> all that to say, it's going to be a person that I think we're, we're I think, excited by. I'm just, I'm gonna be good yeah. i mean if gal gadot be. as wonder woman was any you know indication of how successful i mean of course like star joe you know yeah. johansson like she's been she was i think an exception to the rule because she already had you know a fair amount of fame and success mm-hmm. yeah and legitimacy on both sides of the spectrum yeah if yeah. they find someone with that much like oh god like blake lively just popped into my head and i got really i, I kind of shuddered for a second there sorry had a little conniption thinking of Blake Lively as as Captain Marvel. I don't think after Green Lantern, I don't think she wants to go anywhere near yeah, maybe not a comic book movie. Um, but all that to say, like, I think it should be somebody that's fairly talented and, and commercial, yet um, has enough depth to carry yeah. that kind of role. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think on that note, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I am Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. And I'm Sean Moriarty. And Sean... What is it that we are discussing tonight? Civil War, Civil War, it's good even without Hulk or Thor. (laughs) Civil War, Civil War, they're not friends anymore. (laughs) Here Cap stands to defend Bucky. (laughs) Let the fight rage on. Tony's kind of a dick anyway. (laughs) Well done, sir. Slow clap for that. I don't know why, but for the last three days, I've just been singing Let It Go in my head with Civil War in it, just back and forth and making up lyrics. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I like the Disney mashup there. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. Copyright Disney. <laughs> Give all your money to them. And for me, it's definitely like uh, that Rihanna song, um, Bitch Better Have My Money. But for Bucky, oh. it's Bitch Better Have My Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. There's yeah. so much drama. All right. So. so here's your warning, guys. All the spoilers. Yeah. Mm. Um, All of them. It's funny because I've been thinking of Fountains of Wayne's uh, Stacy's mom, but I've been thinking of it as Starkey's mom. Starkey's mom. mom is buried in the ground. No. no. Starkey's mom got choked all along. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Y'all are horrible. That's so sad. <laughs> Neither of you I like how I got Shonda Wentz with yeah. that joke. So... Sarah, go. No. Yeah, did we? No, I don't have a song. Um, <laughs> spoilers, by the way. Yeah, no. Motherfucking spoilers. Oh like God. I said, all the spoilers. Um, but we all liked the movie, right? Oh, oh loved it. Show though. Best Marvel. I said this about Winter Soldier too. I actually think this might be best Marvel Studios. Oh, it's movies. the best. So, Marvel so here's the deal. I yeah. I said that too, walking out. But then I was like, ooh, but Deadpool. 
Yeah, but that's seriously. not a Marvel Studios movie. Uh, but it's still part of the universe. Uh, fuck. Okay. No, it's technically X Universe. I'm saying, right. I'm saying MCU. Okay. This is it. Then yes, absolutely. Can I still say though that I was kind of bored? What? The first half? Were you really? And the... you're fired. I know. No, but, but, but get but, out. To be fair, to be fair, it picked up for me. I definitely loved it. You know, I mean, talk about a good Spidey moment. Oh my god. Oh my god. That How franchise. Has been reborn. Thank D- you. Like seriously, this kid is oh. gonna do so oh. well. I know, right, right, right. Like Marissa they- Tomei's Aunt May. I mean, thank you. Like Homegirl needed a facelift for a while. I mean, the Aunt May character. There's been a lot of people like, talking about this. Kevin Smith being one. I love that Tom Holland. First of all, I love that he's 19. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the youngest guy to ever get cast as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He looks he's, like he's 16. He's the right age. But yeah. not only that, he's from Queens as in he plays him from Queens he's not from Queens he's from England yeah. but he's he you plays him from Queens yeah finally he yeah. did the Queens the way an actual is. actor should and I yeah. like Andrew Garfield yeah but me too neither him nor Tobey Maguire did uh, a Queens fucking accent yeah yeah. so here's the yeah. thing though about the first half of the movie I felt like it was so true to form for all of the Captain America Avengers th- these types of uh, films that we've been seeing so often so for so long now mm-hmm. that I, I didn't I wasn't surprised by anything I wasn't captivated uh, from the get-go I mean sure the introduction of Black Panther sure you know the whole uh, just drama behind supporting Bucky and, and 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 the creation of the conflict between Iron Man and Captain America like that started picking up for me but I wasn't compelled in the first like 15 minutes half hour I, I needed a little bit more and something different maybe I don't know I felt like I was kind of watching just another episodic part, of, another chapter of this saga. And yeah, it is another chapter, but it wasn't really unique. And I don't know, I, I didn't feel that same excitement that I had felt in previous previous you know iterations. I wish you would have said this shit earlier so I could have prepared to just completely destroy you this whole episode. Well, How I don't know. I have to say, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, not, not saying that I you know didn't like it. I loved it. This was a great movie, but it wasn't really anything different. Mm. Yeah, you know? and not, not like expecting anything different. But and I feel like Sarah needs to say something. Sarah, go ahead. I have a comment. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I kind of feel like, first of all, this wasn't exactly a Captain America movie, even though yes, a lot of the central plot line does kind of revolve around Captain America, him being kind of a main character in this. Um, Avengers two point five. It basically, yeah, it yeah. feels like an Avengers movie, and yeah. in which case, to me, it feels like perfecting an Avengers movie to a certain it. extent. Um, it still has the same kind of tropes that the. That the problems of the movie are caused by the Avengers themselves. That's what I was bored by. Yeah. And so I get that. But at the same time, it's layering this issue upon this issue upon this issue to get us to this point. Which I think then will lead to kind of a, a rebirth of the direction of where these movies are going. Because you kind of got to figure that after this, this is where we start to get into Doctor Strange. This is where we're going to get into Infinity Wars that are just going to pull in Guardians of the Galaxy. And we'll somehow find a way to bring back Thor yeah. and, and Hulk yeah. as And this well. is where we're getting in Black Panther. And like kind of, I have a, a feeling. movie. Yeah, this is where I kind of feel like the uh, tone of the movies is going to be allowed a shift. I hope um, so. I think it's. I think it's basically a. It was a really good setup movie for the next phase of the of the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe, and I yeah. like. It took me forever to sleep after watching this movie because I was so <laughs> excited and amped up mm-hmm. and like just completely overjoyed and thrilled with how they pulled all these characters together. <laughs> um, 
and just the winks and the nods and all this stuff. And my God, I was so pleased mm-hmm. to have Alfre Woodard and Robert Downey Jr. back on camera together <laughs> since Heart and Souls. It was the best moment in the yeah. movie ever. Isn't that scene? That scene. I, that was fantastic. Alfre Woodard yeah. is such an amazing actor. And I love yeah. that in that scene, she she gets a close up mm. and she doesn't move. Nope. At all. And she destroys Tony oh, with God. her with her curt story about mm-hmm. her son. Mm-hmm. I'm just like fucking A. Yeah. She's the delivery was I amazing. will say yeah. that entire scene of him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, us getting a like less than zero version of Robert or, you know RDJ with that whole mm-hmm. like computerized, you know, uh, sequence of him and his family like that had some really serious emotional content that I could really I, I, I was moved by it yeah. absolutely felt it and I think it started picking up at that point but I don't know just recognizing a familiar tropes like you're saying Sarah it just I don't, it just mm, I think coming from seeing Batman versus Superman where I finally got some you know new 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 life into at least the DC universe you know films yeah. um, I was kind of hoping that maybe Marvel would kind of you know pick things up see but- I left this going this is how you do a versus movie okay okay uh, that's like that's exactly oh i felt yeah. it was way better because we we got both sides of the argument so much better that's fair. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm still gonna choose to play devil's advocate a little bit yeah that's bit fine longer. you're allowed <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's fair there's yeah. actually some very interesting similarities between the two movies um the thing that they had going for it though is that civil war had 12 movies prior to it of mm-hmm. establishment mm-hmm. to work off of and Batman v Superman had one right. movie to work on. I, I do, uh, Brian, I see that your point as someone who also, as everybody knows, enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I think what Sarah's point is, and a point that I've heard a couple other critics say, is that at no point was anybody confused about the motivations and where people were coming from in Civil War as much as they were confused by where the hell Superman and Batman were coming from yes. in Batman versus Superman. Exactly. I think there was a lot more levity. Um, yeah in the the civil war scenario that they had they, they were dealing with some serious serious shit then it had I, I i get that and at the same time i kind of got i don't know feeling like i was kind of let down by this sort of um just formulaic yeah events that kept on happening um, I was, yeah. in this film i mean i was really struck by the similar themes of oversight mm-hmm. um of superhero actions yeah um and while you're dealing with you're mostly focusing focusing just that on superman in the other movie like this is or not it's entirely focused on superman because everyone's like batman don't give a fuck he's just right a he's just a village vigilante <laughs> yeah. um so it just i thought that was that was very fascinating that there that even though these movies were completely developed separately there was no like interconnection between them whatsoever mm-hmm. that they happen to share those themes because I think we're in this post 9-11 world and we're talking about you know we're having these discussions of well superheroes exist in these worlds and they've always seen them do this kind of stuff why is no one ever holding them accountable right. and these are the movies that are actually starting to do that and I mean if you look at like what's happening with DC now with launching um Powerless, and it's about an insurance company who who, who handles. Oh, is that the, the Vanessa Hudgens one? And yeah. Alan Tudyk is in it, or Tudyk is in it. Um, yeah. And uh, and same, but that's actually also Marvel has a similar project they're working on called Damage Control, and it's oh. the same premise. It's a it's about, and it actually is based on a comic in nice. Marvel's case, and it's based on an insurance company who is like they're they're the cleanup crew, like wow. they are the ones when the Avengers yeah. take out Sokovia <laughs> or they take out, you know. 
New York City, they're the ones who come in like, okay, let's get let's get yeah. the mops going, let's get the, get the, the Hoover <laughs> exactly going. Oh man! So, uh, but there's this course is more of a comical take on it, but it's like superhero movies are getting kind of grim now, even in the lightness of of the Marvel movies mm. and in the Civil War. That was where it was, it was still like, like an acknowledgement of like there's a lot of collateral damage that comes along with these situations, right? Oh, yeah. And you know, I think the one character that really captured the emotional depth of, of how devastating a lot of it was was Elizabeth Olsen. Oh mm-hmm. God, yeah. she, she did such a good job. Every, I every action. Shot the more her. and more I see of this character, the more and more excited I get. I was already really excited yeah. by her, but like. When she, like, just, like, basically takes Vision down into the ground, like, deep, 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 I'm Uh just like, this is a badass bitch. I love her. (laughs) And, like, and then her performance, like, when the the two, like, sides are, like, battling the shit out of each other Mm -hmm. in the the airport hangar and stuff like that. The hangar scene. Like, they were just... There was so much ass kicking. I like, how could you not be excited? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Speaking of Scarlet Witch and Vision, I love there's that moment where like they're both kind of stalemate, and she says, "I'm sorry," and he's like, "I'm sorry too." I Just know. like yeah. they know that like there's no, yeah, there's no winning. Yeah. There really is no winning. This there conflict. is no winning. Oh, yeah. Their relationship. Their relationship. So oh my god, I felt like this relationship is developing so much yeah. better and like naturally and cleaner. Like it feels yeah. legit. I mean, if Paul Bettany could not be more perfect oh, as Vision. He's just he's so, he's so sweet. Good. I love that yeah. he's wearing the sweaters and the slacks. I yeah. want to do that <laughs> as like the... a Halloween thing. Can somebody do that for Halloween, please? Vision, Vision in slacks. <laughs> It'd be easy to do. You just have to do the head makeup exactly. and put some padding in. Pretty and much. You're good. How and... many fools are you going to see at Comic Con in the coming right. years? Is that? I God, mean, that's I hope just so. an, an amazing setup, an amazing like inspiration. But I also love it's like he's charming too, because like, there's that <laughs> scene when he's cooking dinner and he's like. He's talking about the amygdala and how everyone doesn't know how to react because they're everyone's nice to you because they're afraid of you. And they said, "What about you?" So, well, my amygdala is artificial, so I can yeah. turn it off when I want to. This so, isn't paprika. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I just thought that was really. I, I'm just saying I agree with you. Like, yeah. I thought it was a very, it's very clearly showing that there's the stepping stones of what will eventually be them. Yeah getting together and they get married in the comic books if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah, I, I'll be very interested to see how far they take their relationship and I mean the fact is is the reason why they are so bonded together and the, where they are coming from is because they're both so like stupidly powerful Yeah. and whereas I think Vision kind of comes out of the gates being extra powerful right. um, Scarlet Witch is at this point right now where she's getting stronger and stronger and kind of learning more about wh- how much she can do. Yeah. 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 I thought that was really well yeah. done. Shanzi. So I think a big thing we should talk about here is is if our views change before or after going into the movie and how we feel now. Like who we're, we team Cap or we team Stark? Do we no. do we want oversight or do we recognize that maybe that oversight is short sighted, yeah. especially considering that it's Thunderbolt Ross at the helm and that it's the corrupt yeah. American government within the movie and that even though Homegirl's little son was on a you know he was on a what was he doing? He was raising money. Well, he was building houses for the yeah. poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. He got crushed by a fucking building. But if he didn't get crushed by a building, the entire fucking world would have ended and everybody would be dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm personally, I've always been team cap. I've always been, you know, yeah. pro freedom. So, um, and there's no, and uh, freedom so, comes at a price, Brian. <laughs> freedom yep. isn't free. Freedom um, isn't free. Um, it costs a buck five. And um, <laughs> that's just the moderate in me coming out. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I w- and I am still team cap after it. I think it was really, really, it was a really tough, he had to make some really tough decisions. And especially 
when he when we find out that he knew all along about what really happened to Tony's parents. God. Like, like that was like, oh, fuck. And you understand why he did it, because he was yeah. doing it to spare him pain. Right. But at the same time, like, god damn. Like, mm-hmm. I think what's really cool is that Captain America represents, and has always represented in the Marvel Universe, the, he's very much the Marvel Superman. And not that he flies around in a cape or anything, but he's always represented this whole high moral responsibility. Yeah. Aspect. Mm-hmm. I think him and Spider-Man both do that incredibly well. Yeah. Right. Um, and I like that they've they've shared that in all these movies, and it's he's constantly that compass that uh, guides the universe in that direction. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know... And t- Tony Stark is too, but Tony Stark is so emotionally driven and so driven mm-hmm. by his... He's erratic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That he's kind of almost impulsive in that, which is also mm. plays very much into that kind of like he's still recovering addict kind of like oh, mindset. Yeah. And you know what? And honestly, the fact that they put these two against each other shows you also, I think, looking deeper into the characters and the storyline. It's like you see where Captain America is coming from and being this moral compass. Mm-hmm. He came from nothing. He was this little puny piece of shit and it had to earn and like and and earn through his moral fiber yeah. becoming the super soldier. And he's had a lot of loss. He's had a lot of shit to deal with with being frozen for years. And then Tony, on one hand, Tony hasn't had as much to struggle with. Sure, he had the, the moral... Um, kind of fight inside himself once he found out what Stark Industries in the first movie was was creating and killing yeah. people. But he's always had a silver spoon in his mouth and he's never really had to want for anything as much as Cap has. And that might say where those two ethos has come from. It, it might be a battle that we see going on today oh, yeah, in well, real life. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting to kind of point out that, like, you know, where Iron Man's going, where, where Stark is coming from, like, he's quite literally... I mean, having this government oversight, it's kind of like going from, you know, making weapons for the government and then railing against that and then needing to kind of go back to that. I feel like he's yeah. kind of got his own personal struggle and saying, like, yeah, no, we actually need this. Yeah, he a weapon for the yeah. government. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of saying, like, I, God, I think we might actually need this. Like, he's kind mm-hmm. of like going back to where his dad was and, and kind of that whole moral dilemma. Yeah. Which is why I think it was so important to have Stark's parents in this oh, sure. Yeah. Um, sure. to kind of really show where he's coming from. I literally went into the movie going, well, yeah, team cap, come on. Like, yeah. you know, I've not, we don't, they don't need government oversight, did it, all this other stuff. But then it's like, kind of like also processing through the damage that they've right. caused and like the, the need for diplomacy and also, you know, it not necessarily being in charge of the American government, but having the oversight of several United Nations. And I was kind of like, okay, I can kind of see where, um, you know, Stark is coming from. And I just kind of wind up being really um, ambivalent or not ambivalent, but right. uh, you want to uh, root like, for both. In a I way. want you want to root for both in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you don't want the collateral damage. Oh. But at the same time, you know, like if the Avengers weren't doing what they were doing, there's there's always that like kind of trope in movies where it's like you're trying to get something done. And if people just communicated better and said, look, this is what's actually happening, mm-hmm. then like things would actually get done. You can't get through that with a bureaucracy in the way. Like, no, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's that it's that specific oversight, I think, that would have failed. And I mean, they've had oversight before. They're working with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But then once you have something that you know is the oversight for Earth's most powerful beings, then all of a sudden the best thing that they can do is infiltrate that oversight. And that's what you had, yeah. what, what happened with Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. So right. what do you do? What what should the oversight be? It should be just fucking Cap. Cap yeah. tells everybody what to do. Well, I mean, there in a go. way, that's kind of what's happened in the comic books. Cap, yeah, at one point was president, uh, but prior to that storyline, he 
was kind of did they like, call him President America? That would have been no, awesome. no, no. They, there was, but there was, was this whole, say? but there was this whole storyline called President Cap. Oh, nice. Um, and he President Captain. <laughs> um, but he, for a long time, he had this title of he was basically General of the Armies, hmm. um, which is like George Washington and one other dude had that. Like he is like the co-commander in chief of the entire military. Damn. So like he. He's like he only reports to the president. Like that's his that is his direct report. It's crazy. Um, not bad, not bad. It was yeah, it was it's pretty pretty awesome. Um, but it's interesting how they've woven this story of yeah, Cap reported to Fury mm-hmm. and Fury reported to somebody within the government. Mm-hmm. But now uh, that Shield has been Security dis- Council, yeah. And then now that Shield's been dismantled be- through Hydra, like they don't report to anybody now. Mm. And so I think it was very interesting how they set up delicately over these course of these movies like they really set the scene very perfectly for this film um and also i think to the point you were making earlier sean is that yeah this they the russo brothers even said civil war is not over this was the starting of it it continues on through phase three mm. and continues on into infinity it's war. gonna yeah it's gonna keep continuing until a large alien force shows up again and everybody has to get back together you know what 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 always unites people a huge force you can't control i think watchmen Taught us that back in the day or, when that or con, or that or, or the apocalypse. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I think oh, the, the thing that makes me a little weary is that that <laughs> those storylines have always been the similarities similarities between the Avengers and Justice League. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna see something similar though. I think you're gonna see Dark Side in the Justice League movie more upfront than you will in. Whereas they're, they've really like waited a long time for you to finally really get to see Thanos be the bad guy. This is guy. making me really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. I'm yeah. really totally. excited to see how they incorporate a lot of what was established yeah. Though in Thanos this will one. not be as major of a, of a... He will be featured, obviously, but he's yeah. not going to be the focus. No. No, he's not going to be the focus of the adversary until Infinity War. I can't yeah. wait for Phase 3 to really just start picking up, man. Yeah. Um, oh, and you know what? I I didn't realize it till today because in a, in a, we're living in a post-Civil War world now, so I like to <laughs> <laughs> back and watch the other movies mm-hmm. so I was watching the first Avengers today and I and at the very end sequence where they show you people being interviewed by the news it, it's funny how I noticed that they did pepper in some people that were especially one that was a senator that was talking about how there needs to be accountability from yeah. that point yeah, but that the audience sense. at that point you know is so like oh they just saved the world and everything but you, and you didn't think about it as much but they punctuate at the end like that and then now it's it's grown into this beautiful Sometimes depressing flower. You know, I kind of wonder um, what would public opinion be like if um, instead of eating shawarma, the (laughs) Avengers actually went through and like helped pick up from the rubble, helped take care of the wounded and and all this other stuff. Like, I kind of wonder if they were if they were out there with, you know, first responders in these kinds of situations instead of going back and, and, you know, chillaxing. Oh. Well, because they're not, because the Avengers aren't union. They're not allowed to go out and do those things. <laughs> right. Right. Yell that. right, exactly. I just, I feel like, you know, what, what sort of difference would that make in public opinion where it's like, yeah, we're really trying to do the best thing for the people and let us go and try to help take care of the people because we know mm. that there's collateral damage with this kind of thing. I mean, we kind of see that with um, Sokovia when they were like trying to pull those people off and. And yeah. save them, but yeah. I feel like you, you can know. definitely tell that there was evolution, right? That they yeah. were like, no, this is a rescue mission as much as it is a yeah. uh, a 
retaliation. Like speaking of rescue mission, I love how Hawkeye got back into action in this. Movie. Oh God, he His was so he was intro. sassy. I, I liked know. it. He was, he was he like sassier in, he than ever. He looks in better shape than he ever has too. Seriously, yeah, he looked yeah. great. Um, and then how he, he just oh God, he was such a like voice of just. I, I felt like he. If anything was really grounding and really sort of the voice of the everyman, and mm-hmm. he always yeah. has been. I mean, yeah. it's just Jeremy. Robert I, I just I love his show. jokes too. He's like, I thought you were retired. Yeah, I, I took up golf, played eighteen holes, <laughs> scored eighteen. I can't turn it off. Can't like, turn it off. I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, here I want to ask about uh, how we felt about Ant Man. I know joining joining the rest of the crew. That was oh, God, God. It was amazing. I mean, it was it was Best a little part of the movie for me. By it the was. Way. I mean. Ant-Man becoming giant man. That was so fun. That was so cool. Fucking awesome. Like, I've been waiting for that Here's, for so long. I actually have a quick question. Why is it that whenever anybody gets giant, they instantly get, like, a lot slower? Oh, it's too much That's mass. That's physics. Too yeah. much. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they just don't have the... What, what, what's the physics? Yeah. Sean, you say smart words. Basically, once you get that much bigger and you have that much mass... Like that much more mass also means that much more wind resistance against mm-hmm. your arm when you're sure. trying to swing okay. at somebody. That so makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. because of the relative way that physics works, they're going to be slower. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. I, I just, felt I like, just got science. I, I wish Eric was here to describe that better. No, I felt it was like, definitely more. Yeah, yeah. I felt like Sam Wilson's "I Know a Guy," and then the next scene you see him pull up in a van like he was drugged was a little bit ham-fisted. But Shut up! It was fucking it was hilarious. How the hell else are they going to bring him in? But there? that being said, but that being said, exactly it. It was like, okay, a little cheap, but you know what? I'm going to go with it. It's fun. No, you know what was cheap? Cap and his fucking punch buggy. <laughs> they pulled up in his little Volkswagen. That was, that was, was a cheap laugh, and it was really funny. I just, Adorable. like, freaking Bucky at the back. He's like, can you move the seat up? No. <laughs> and he just, like, shifts to the other side. And, and then like, he's yeah. all making out oh, with... Right. Yeah. Um, they don't like face? each other. It's like that. Yeah. You know when you, you have a friend... Who has an, and then you know you're a mutual friend and there's like they have their one best friend and you're the other best friend but you guys hate each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that shit happens in real life a lot and I love that they touched on that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought it was really really funny. Yeah. Oh, speaking of hilarious, but uh, fell flat here. Can I ask you guys a question? In your theater, I saw this movie twice already, and in my theater. When Ant-Man fucking goes from Giant-Man back to Ant-Man and he goes, does anyone have any orange slices? <laughs> I was the only person who laughed out loud and the whole rest of the theater was silent and didn't think that was I funny. didn't get it. I didn't get I it mean, either. I chuckled. Was he like, was it because of low blood sugar? Like, what was that fuck was that all about? It's like once you're in, a, it's like once you're done with like a really rough soccer game and stuff, you need some orange slices oh, to back up. Oh, God. Like after a sporting event kind of thing. <laughs> I, I got that. I, I What I loved was that, uh-huh. you guys ever see that really old movie of, uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Strikes Back. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, Jesus, oh. Tony, how old is this kid? So that was so hey, funny. Hey, Roos, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. But oh that was God. like really freaking good though. That was a good move that the, that he came fighting. up with to do the, you know, yeah, to tie totally. his legs and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's just really clever. Yeah. God, that was so fucking funny. Every time he would shoot his web shooter on someone, they're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> they're it's, just kind uh, of like, who is this kid? Yes. Yeah. Such a good Spidey. Such and I love the fact Spidey. that I love the fact that he was like so talkative, mm-hmm. so snarky. <laughs> like it was just yeah. they like of of all the ones, like I felt like in the mm-hmm. last Spider-Man movies, like they did a good job capturing, the, but this nailed it. Yeah. This oh is my like, God. I also love that, like, yeah. you have a metal arm? Oh, that's so cool. 
Yeah. If anything, I can give credence to Andrew Garfield because the chemistry with him and Gwen Stacy, you know, it was, yeah. was good. And Andrew yeah. Garfield had yeah. the quippy parts down. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah, were his yeah. best parts in those movies, especially like the first one where he's like, is that a knife? Oh, God, that's my only weakness, small knife. <laughs> <laughs> and I can give credit to Tobey Maguire because, I mean, it just put Spider-Man on the map as a movie I mean, franchise. It, it, well, I mean, it <laughs> The views helped. of Roxy Noberry are not the views of the other nerds. Shut the we fuck would never up. actually give credence to anything Tobey Maguire has ever done. No, I'm not talking about Spider-Man 3. Besides I'm talking Cider about him Rules. as Yeah, Spider-Man Rules is amazing. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why I said that. Yeah, no, I feel I mean, like... I cleaned it up. <laughs> I mean, we have to give credit to the original Spider-Man movies because it's honestly what made, like, gave a really good kickstart to the superhero genre. Yes. I don't know. The 1970s live action made for TV Spider-Man really no. did. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <Shut> up, <Sean. laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I thought Trial of the American, uh, Trial, Trial of the American, Trial of the Incredible Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Well, no, because that, that introduced Daredevil. That introduced... Okay, I'm just kidding. No, so anyway. Spider-Man was the first <laughs> successful hero franchise for families in the 2000s. And this, you know, in the last yeah. sure, 15, I mean, 16 years. But it... I mean, there's always someone who came before it. And it wouldn't have gotten greenlit and moved so quickly if it wasn't for X-Men. Yes. X-Men would not have been viable had it not been for Blade. Um. So, and Blade is a darker, ah, grimmer story. Brian, come on now. No, Blade think, was like a separate. I feel like X Men probably got approved because it's like, well, the, wait, wait, wait. Blade, two, two, two uh, most people had no fucking idea that it was a Marvel comic until the yeah. Marvel thing came on when exactly. they went to see the movie. I mean, yeah. if we're if we're looking at bigger picture superhero movies, like X Men would not have gotten made if Batman and Superman hadn't been so successful in their own franchises separately. So I think this is true. I think it was just more of like, okay, how can we make this even bigger yeah. and better? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, all that to say, the th- original three Spider-Man films were the highest grossing like films at that time. Well, Spider-Man was the first one to do $100 million in a weekend. Yeah. yeah so it did have so some records. Really big. Um, but the, the current Spider-Man, though, I loved how he was just integrated into the storyline. I thought it was just seamless, and it was really exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, absolutely. And I really like that he, they're showing, yeah, no, I made it. Because I'm a scientific, like, he doesn't say it, is like, but he's, yeah, he's just a scientific genius. Like, just, yeah. he's, he is a young Tony Stark without the billions of dollars. Yep. It can happen. Um, <laughs> and, though, I was a little confused at the end, the post-credit scene, when he has, when he looks at the web shooter and he shoots up in the air. Was it just the Spidey signal, or was there, like, some secret encoded in that I symbol? I felt like it was, like, a whole program, and that there was all these, like, it, it Was it, like, the like code files. for the Iron, Spy- Iron Spider, basically? Was that was... Maybe. Yeah, because it looked like the Spidey signal, which is like, hey, you know what? They've yeah. never done that on yeah. screen, on, on film. Pretty fucking cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's not really super important to Spider-Man's character development, but, like... I think I think what it was kind of saying is, is let me give you a resource. Yeah. Whatever that resource is, I don't think we know yet, but it was right. kind of like Stark saying, let me give you a resource you that's going to help you because you should yeah. keep doing what you're doing, kid. I just really want Spider-Man to grow up in film. I want him to stop being a teenager. I want him to start living a life that well, is on par with the rest of the Avengers. Roxy, we, we saw that happen, and then all of a sudden he was dancing, and then he had his hair pulled in front of his face, Fuck, and no, not he that wasn't showing of... up to Mary Jane's shows. And... No. I mean, no, no, no. I think... Not I think... that one. <laughs> Why think... do you have to bring Spider-Man 3 up? Oh. I'm just saying, we've seen him grow up. But yeah, we I saw... No, we saw Tobey Maguire so we've grow seen him up. in high school, we've seen him grow up. You saw him in high school... In the first Spider-Man of each of the two different uh, sets yeah. of movies we've had. And then we've had two, three, and then Amazing Spider-Man 2. We've seen him 
more as an adult. You're ta- are you talking about like 30-year-old Spider-Man? I'm talking about Spider-Man according to John My- or J. Michael Straczynski. I'm talking about okay. him as a high school teacher. I'm talking about him in a complicated adult relationship with Mary Jane that is... You know, a marriage that's kind of on the rocks. Yes, I'm talking about constantly. him being a a a I don't know contributing member of society that has many as many issues as you and I could have. So basically, getting rid of the the whole like puberty metaphor. Yes, and, okay. I'm talking about somebody who's you know from Queens, lives in Queens, and deals with you know Queens issues. Yeah. <laughs> As like, now, I'm the only one guy in the area. I'm a Queens guy with Queens problems. You know what I would love? You know how they did um, in, 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 the Sp- in the Amazing Spider-Man series a tribute to 9-11? So it was the, the 9-11 story sure. arc, right? Yeah, yeah. I would love, maybe you could see it in, you know, some sort of Avengers film or whatever, but there to be some sense of everyone teaming up together. Like, Sean, like you said, there's got to be some alien uprising, right, for everyone to kind of, mm-hmm. like, drop the hatchet and get back together and... Yeah. To work it there out. It has to be almost an of... unstoppable force that comes in. That's the only way that they'll ever yeah. put their shit aside and work together again. You mean and Infinity War? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Infinity yeah. War. And yeah. Yeah. Civil saw... War, yeah. then Infinity War, and then what's after that? How can you. No, have Infinity a war, war is the last one in Infinity Phase war. 3. So. Yeah, and then it'll be uh, Spidey Goes to Hawaii. <laughs> it'll be the first one in Phase 4. No, right? And so, then. If, so, is okay. that a Beetlejuice sequel callback? <laughs> The films in Phase Three. Goes Hawaii. Yeah, a little bit. Let me give you a rundown of what's coming up. So we just had Captain America: Civil War, which is the first in Phase Three. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange is coming up. Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Spider-Man: Homecoming with with uh, the current Spider-Man. Thor Ragnarok as well. Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers: Infinity War Part One, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers: Infinity War Part Two, and Inhumans. So... I know they scrapped Inhumans. Oh, that's right. And humans got well, out. I yeah. thought that they just keep putting it back. They want to do it eventually, right. but they, they no. took it off the it schedule. Back. It doesn't it doesn't yeah, it doesn't have a date right now. So it doesn't have a release date yeah. as of April May, probably 22nd. because the all the seeds they were planting for the Inhumans were in Agents of Shield and Agents of Shield has just nosedived in the ratings. Yeah, I mean, well, so Agent Carter just got canceled. I just Hang on a second. Yeah. I need to, I need to address that real quick because there is this change.org petition about bringing over to Netflix. Did you bring to Netflix? People just need to stop. It was not canceled because of low ratings. It was not canceled because it wasn't working. Haley Atwell got a gig on another sit, another Ooh. another series called Conviction, Ooh. a a leading role and a and a full series, not a mini series, that mm. could take off. So everyone just needs to shut the fuck up and be happy for her because she's yeah. a great actress and or she's they, had her moments. Yeah, or they might just end up throwing it on Netflix. Why the hell yeah. not? And, ah. and, and actually, here's. What, I want to know, are they going to, like, especially when it comes to Infinity Wars and they start, you know, getting bigger and start incorporating more people into it, I want to know if they're going to start pulling people from the TV shows Ooh, into it. I, I mean, Oh, they will. Because you've had enough transition of, like, people going into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever, but, like, I mean, I really want to know if, if Captain America is ever going to meet Daredevil. like <gasps> Or Jessica Jones so could pop What is Daredevil going to do in space, exactly? So, <laughs> or Hawkeye, I mean, or... No, wait, probably what, not. Brian, go ahead. Hold up. The Russo brothers have said that Infinity War, the Infinity War saga, is going to involve every character we've seen so far. Yes. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so, and I mean everyone. Make that so, face all the time, Brian. That was the best face ever. Yeah. Just it so was excited. kind of a Chandler face. It was yeah. kind of a. Jizz Does that face. mean that Liv like- Tyler's going to come back <laughs> as Betty Ross? Maybe. Maybe he should be Red She-Hulk. Well, no. Who knows? But um, case in point. Interrupt one of her many plastic surgery appointments and get her in there. You're going to see, except for maybe 
Peg Carter because she's we've now established that she is R.I.P. Exactly. Um, aside from that, you know, you're probably going to see Colson come back. You're going to see Fury come back. You're going to see Daredevil. You're going to see Jessica Maria Jones. Hill. You're going to see Iron Fist. You're going to see Luke. John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be everyone's face, and I'm sorry, this is an audio podcast, but everyone, this is going to be everyone's face after the second one. It looks like a dick's about to go in his mouth. It's like yeah, like a like a dejected like oh my god, what the hell did we just see? That was amazing, mouth agape. Did you guys ever see that? Had sex for like two hours straight. Your face looked exactly the way Matthew McConaughey's face looks all the time. Is that too much information? I'm sorry. No, I I just don't feel like I want to answer that question on a podcast. (laughs) So for those who have had sex for two hours straight or for a prolonged period of time, it's going to be that kind of face that you make. Had his elbow in your dick. (laughs) 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 Um, That's a Chelsea Handler joke, by the way. Anyway, oh wait, wait! I wanted to ask you: Have you guys ever seen that um that side by side comparison image of uh, the airport or the 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 what's it fucking called runway? Yeah, the runway, the, the the big the big fight where it was like um expectation of everyone kind of like going into a big you know wall of death. Yeah, it shows oh yeah, you and a how much it totally looked like book. the fucking opening to X Men yeah. the yeah. series. I like absolutely had flashbacks to that. It was like. <laughs> But reality, it's like eight people running in. But like also, the reality space. photo that they showed was like it's way, way zoomed out before I know. they zoom in. But it was funny. It was really funny. It was funny, but it's not accurate. Whoever made that meme. So I'm here's what I'm hoping then for when it comes down to Infinity Wars that we're going to have a fuck ton of people. Uh-huh. Why do you keep saying in- Infinity Wars? Well, the part Both one of, of you. the Infinity Wars. <laughs> well, it's because of the fact there's gonna be a part one, part two. Yeah, that's how okay. I. That's why I'm referring to it as a plural because but it's, it's gonna be one, two movies. It's one war. That's all right. fine. Okay, fine. Aww. Okay. Oh, I'm, just, right. I'm like referring to them as a plural because there's gonna be two movies. That's all. Yeah. There's two movies. The wars. Back I'm up gonna off go it. see the Infinity Wars. <laughs> uh, well, all that to say, I'm really excited to see how they bring everyone together yeah. in one big cluster. I think we all are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to the actual sequel, which will be the square root of negative one war. Um, <laughs> wow. The peace. Peace womp, war. Womp. <laughs> because it'll be imaginary. Oh, uh, oh you. Oh, God. Right, oh, that would so be so fucked up if at the end hours. of all of this, a young, like a, a little emaciated Steve Rogers wakes up and it was all a dream. All a dream. Aww. Whole MCU. So real, real quick before we wow, wrap this be up because we're, we're getting to the point of wrapping it up. Um, can we talk about the fact that Chris Evans looked absolutely amazing holding mm. onto a building in a fucking oh, helicopter God, at the same I time? His mouth. It's pretty amazing that he was able to like we've never seen oh how God. strong Captain America really is. Like oh. yes we've seen him throw a motorcycle which is kind of cool. Um Kind of cool. Kind of cool. And, you know, and tear a log in half. Like, that's also pretty cool. Yeah. But in the same outfit that he was wearing in that scene, by the way, he holds a fucking helicopter. Like, that was pretty badass. I I mean, like, I don't know if they digitally enhanced his muscles at all. No, that was him. But, like, oh my, I'm not, like, into big muscly dudes. Like, it's not just really my thing, but, like. I had the biggest lady boner. I oh, was like, God, God this is so hot. I just want to take a yeah, bite a little, out of his pecs. A little squish. <laughs> I, I like I almost slipped out of my seat. It was <laughs> It was It was gorgeous. Amazing. I wanted to get a review shot of and that. And then though, another that moment, thing that also clenching his cheeks together. Exactly. Like, <laughs> clench, his clench. glutes must have also been engaged to hold on. <laughs> Seriously. His glutes. Um, I also wanted to point out that the fight choreography in yeah. this movie, I think, has totally surpassed Fuck some you. of the other, uh, like, 
you know, Captain America and Avengers movies and whatnot, mm. I feel like this was really a good demonstration of how they've all matured and they're, like, using their powers, yeah. how they work together as a team better. Yeah. And, like, even especially, like, some of Black Widow's, like, fight scenes and stuff like that were incredible. Yeah. Um, so I was, like, thoroughly impressed. Yeah. Like, I even... love the GoPro moment where, like, yeah. they, they had strapped it to it and, like, you could see, like, oh, the stable yeah. shot of her, like, doing a roll. Like, uh-huh. that was amazing. Lie, gave me a little motion sickness, though. Oh, really? Okay. Way... It was kind of like Jason Bourne jump cuts kind of It thing, was, but it was, know? like... St- well, it was less shaky than a Jason Borden it fight scene. Still, but it was really dizzying at some it, point. It was intense. It was definitely intense. But I was like, that is really awesome cinematography. That someone's mm-hmm. like thought, oh no, yeah, just let's just put like a GoPro on them or something like that and yeah. make it make it work. So okay, so the a whole airport hangar scene was CGI. You know, like they they basically all the, all the background everything was done in a CGI sure. studio, a green screen. Um, and I, I saw this really cute uh, video of. <laughs> Showing every hero like jumping, and every time they like the the caption says like "Thank God for CGI" because it's just like Thor jumping out, but it's just him like hopping, (laughs) and like Black Panther jumping, he just hops. You know, like the actors are just hopping around, yeah, like gratuitous hopping. We gotta talk about Black Panther at some point, guys. Yes, we do. He is like, just so yes. fucking awesome. Well, let's talk about it right now because yeah. I was I, I was gonna mention yes. the, the chase scene that they had. Oh my god! Where Cap is chasing Bucky and Black Panther's chasing Cap and chasing Bucky so and good. like it was so fucking good and yeah. like what this is one hell of an introduction for Black Panther. Yes. Like you don't exactly see like his full origin as like a warrior and no. taking on the Black Panther mantle, but like him kind of taking like taking this leadership role and. Yeah. And honestly, within like two minutes of us meeting him, mm-hmm. y- you still feel like the emotional weight of him needing to avenge his father. And yeah. like, oh my God, it was so good. His just, arc was perfect. His yeah. arc didn't feel forced and feel like it was no. thrown in there. No. His arc, you gave a shit about and it was not left open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that his origin was told in like two seconds. It's like, <laughs> Where like where you come from? Well, the Black Panther's always been the defender of Wakanda. Yeah, like which is, I got like a phantom vibe from. Um, <laughs> but now I have two mantles. Like, cause so he was always. Please he, never fucking mention the Phantom when we're talking about good superhero movies ever we'll again. Get away! This with is that a motion point. picture meltdown. We don't talk about the Phantom. I'm just saying he's a. Uh, an, an inherited mantle character who defends a jungle country. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a, the parallels you have to kind of recognize at least. Though I will say that Black Panther does it way better. Yeah. Um, and that he's this that little tinge of sadness, like now I have two mantles to bear. Right, uh, right. That he's now the king of who's, Wakanda. Who's the female character that had that small? That's Shuri. Thing? That's yeah? his sister. Oh mm-hmm. shit! What the one that had the shaved head that was given like mm-hmm. the stare down to Black Widow, and I was like, yeah. oh please fight. So I like the fact that. Um, you could see Black Panther's uh, scratch marks on Cap's shield yes. for yes. so long, like for the duration of the movie. That was really cool. And then I could not help myself, though, every single time that Black Panther was like kind of sneaking around a corner and like watching them, <laughs> especially when they were like finding out about Stark's parents and everything like yeah. that. Every single time he came on screen and like started, I was like, <laughs> like I was just like meowing. Yeah. And like, or like <laughs> there was like one part he was talking and I'm like, meow. Like, like, kind of doing, like, the cat grooming thing. Because <laughs> yeah. he's so smooth. The way that, that uh, Chadwick Boseman played that is just so mm-hmm. smooth, deliberate, and yeah. just, like, constantly cool. What yeah. a great name for an yeah. But Which, I wanted him to lose I mean, it a little it's... bit after he scratched the shield and been like, hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that also his fighting style. Like, when he jumps and he lands, like he's, it's, they, they kind yeah. of gave him this very wild animal it is supposed to be very feline exactly and, yeah, and, and he and, doesn't make a loud noise when he lands he lands like yeah, yeah and like and that kind of like 
cool, calm, collected thing, kind of like being like very feline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. What yeah. do y'all think Vengeance about? Um, he's a cool consuming cat. Them. It our, has consumed you. Our villain, uh, Daniel Bruhl's character. Oh, Helmut Zemo. Oh my God, where's that fucking guy Ben since in Glorious Bastards? I was Seriously. like, where's that fucking guy from Glorious I, Bastards? I, some people thought he was pointless. I disagree. I, I think thought he was great. He was great. He, they, by if you look at the order of events in the movie, by showing the opening of the Winter Soldier being, t- you know, coming back to the seventies or the nineties, sorry, uh, and then being taken out of freezing and all that stuff. By establishing it from that moment, mm-hmm. knowing that this is a, a, a story involving espionage and involving you know, the KGB and all that shit, mm-hmm. that Zemo immediately became central to the plot. And that he was essentially, he did what Loki couldn't even do, yeah. which is he yeah. tore the Avengers apart. Um, He's probably the most ingenious villain that they've had to deal with. Destroy them from the inside. Simply. Exactly. And the rumor was originally by the end of the movie, he was going to put on the, the famous you know, Baron Zemo like outfit. Mm. Um, but we're thinking that's going to happen in a later film. I think one thing that I really liked about this, like, is Sean's just kind of touching upon and, you know, whereas nobody's been able to destroy them from the inside. What I like so much about this villain is, you know, when you look at the Avengers kind of reacting uh, to things, everything that they do is explosive. It's fight. It's big. It's out there. It's spectacle. And for them to not even know how to deal with something that's quiet. They just can't even. With, with something that's, like, very mm-hmm. subtle, with something that's um, yeah. infiltrating. They don't know how to deal with no. that, which mm-hmm. I think kind of shows their their biggest core flaw as a team yeah. that he was able to, you know... And none of us saw that work. shit coming either. It was like, all right, now they're going to go fight these six super soldiers. It's going to be... F- what? Mm-hmm. They're all dead. <laughs> what I happened? wanted to see more about the super soldiers. I, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, that I thought that was here. an awesome, like... I, it was a good red herring, honestly. Absolutely. I, like that I, I love that. Herring. That, like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just... Wow. Like, that's so... I thought that was really you clever. Didn't, you could kind of see it telegraphed that it was going to be a red yeah. herring, and because uh, Kevin Smith said this, I don't want to take credit, but it but it bears repeating. Did you like not one of those actors was like anybody you've ever seen before? If they exactly. were going to be in a big fight at the end, it would have been they would have at least put some people in there that you would have known. Yeah, yeah. like a wrestling star or something. Sure. Yeah. I was yeah. saying John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> the end. If they just trolled the audience and then they were like, "Just kidding, no more Infinity War, no more." That yeah. was it. We were building up this whole series yeah. of movies. And what then, a John uh, Cena troll. What we're I, what gonna I, give you up. We're gonna break you down. What I, what I really thought was interesting is when they showed the initial um, Bucky killing the the car and the killing people inside of it. He killed the car. He killed the car. <laughs> Uh, well, he did kill the car. You he did kill the car. car. So he's probably just punching plums, it. Okay. Um, you just want I was like, plums. "Is they? Are they? Is is they? Is you them? Are they doing the Stark's death?" And I was thinking because it, it was never outright yeah. said, but like they keep showing it, and then finally, when you get to the scene in the old Hydra base, <laughs> you're like, "Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh fuck!" Yeah. And it just it's watching RDJ's face. Mm-hmm. It's just heartbreaking, and he sold the line. Yeah. But you killed my mom. I know. Like, yeah. Like, it's there's just like there's our uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, like, there's your Martha moment. Yeah, there's your Martha. That's how you absolutely. do it. it. Absolutely, is your like, mom's Martha. Yeah, I killed the bitch. Uh, so I actually, it was funny because oh, you know when we saw this movie, we saw it as a group, and and Reed was with me, my boyfriend, mm. and he like went as soon as you saw that car crash, he leaned over to me and he's like, I bet that's how Stark's parents died. No. He like just he just like yeah. just kind of like I saw it he too. mind fucked you. I don't yeah. like. I picked it all up once they showed the term 1990. 
one again because yeah. I was like, okay, December 16th, Tony said his parents died just before Christmas. That's a fancy mm. fucking Cadillac they're driving. Yeah. And his parents never made it to the airport. I put that all together about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, shocked. as soon as they saw the car crash, Reed was like, I bet that's how Stark's parents died. I also died. loved like, that. That would it got me really curious when Stark said that shield is you don't deserve that shield that shield doesn't belong to you yeah that was and he just throws it down I'm like exactly that was so amazing it was so powerful and I was just like fuck but I'm also thinking wow is Cap Nomad now is he is he gonna be just the captain or is he gonna be I'm the captain Nomad now he I think that might be where they're going with it I'm pretty sure that Marvel fans started to pick up on that because especially ones that have seen the movies. But they still surprised you because what you didn't realize and you didn't see till the end is how brutal Bucky killed him. Because you don't like you yeah. see him pummeling Tony's dad in the face with his metal arm, just imagining what kind of damage that did, and then strangling yeah. his mother. That makes it way more personal. I yeah. think Tony might have been able to deal with it better still after some time if he just had him crash the car and that was it. Right. But the way that he like just looked them in the eyes and killed them so personally and so brutally. Yeah. All right, Manchurian candidate. And he was right. <laughs> and yeah, I love that. I was like, that's the Tonyism I needed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's sad because you know that it was not Bucky. It was yeah. his programming. Yeah. But yet it's the, the pain that he remembers it. He remembers every bit of it. Like that's. I remember every one of That's fucking awful so to, to live with God. and it's definitely he hates himself he even says it he even asked cap when they're flying towards the uh to siberia he's like is all this am i worth all this shit yeah it was it was, yeah. it was it's like again like in the beginning of this film for me was a little too formulaic and then it started to really dive into everybody's like storylines new characters got introduced um story arcs were really clear and the emotional contact just started, emotional content just began to become a lot more um i don't know just new and uh and and exciting and um really really i don't know it, 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 there was something just a lot more refreshing I think the second half or maybe like the second act and the final act of this film that really did it for me that I, I kind of like got back on board um, and I just ended up really enjoying it. So so I, I didn't I, I started this movie not as impressed, but I definitely ended it really yeah. excited for more. Yeah. I thought the ending of Cap being kind of in exile or the Avengers being in exile right. under the protection of Black Panther. I thought that was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me now wonder, is Steve Rogers going to be in the Black Panther movie? Because um, Wakanda has like the highest concentration of vibranium. That's what makes him so advanced and wealthy. Oh, yeah. yeah, He could easily build Cap another shield mm-hmm. um, that's more advanced. And, you know, they could, it could actually be kind of interesting yeah. if yeah. you find out that there's, that really, yes, even though each movie has a main character now, mm-hmm. these are less about titular character films and more about, it's just a different perspective of a chapter that's yeah. containing this this, yeah. this whole universe-wide saga. And it took them a while to do that, though. It, takes, it took a lot of work, and they did it right, to be able to build to the point where you can interchangeably put everybody in everybody else's movies mm-hmm. because you don't, you're not burdened by the backstory. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, on that note, do you want to get into some feedback? Let's do it. Yep. Listener feedback. Yeah. We actually want to open up our feedback this time with a voicemail. Okay, here we go. Hello, nerds. It's Ben. I'm finally getting around to this. I've been super busy with a lot of stuff and trying to take care of a lot of stuff. Here in the home front. No, you haven't. You've just been wasting all of your time and everything. Shut up, Alan. Okay, well, just do this so we can go to the farmer's market. 
There's some free-range okra I'd like to invest in. Shut up. Listen, okay. This is shitty, but it's what I got so far. Hello, Tunerdonomy, and no, you're not yet shot at me. I think that your podcast ought to be reclassified as a dichotomy because every time Sean opens his mouth, I need a lobotomy or a colostomy bag. And speaking of misogyny, I noticed that the uh, matching Sarah Ashley is less of a cacophony. What, no more defying the patriarchy? Just multicolored sharpies, you harpy? Normally, you're like a flawless Bechdel Wallace goddess convalescing snarky into malarkey with every harpy while sitting next to the normal Moriarty who is almost sharding on its scripts because you nearly mentioned politics. I shouldn't pick on Brian, though. I know he's intelligent, at least enough to pay the rent. He knows ontogeny recapitulates phylogeny, even though it's not in Deuteronomy. But seriously, he's like a reliquary of decency, even though he makes monologues out what should have been soliloquies. Now on to Roxy, with her foxy maple moxie and somewhat cocky heterodoxy and BB-8 conniptions make me curious what prescription she'll be writing. Best be biting my tongue and researching ancient aliens so I can ruin Autobahn Brickmont's day again and then tell you that I'm worried about his penchant for cold medicine. I'm a bit reticent to say that I think he's faking it, making it an excuse for DXM imbibing and I'm a lot of rhymes and you know what? Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> this is the worst thing I could write in the hopes that you just might some stony night send me back some shite so then I could do it right but no all jokes aside before Sean verbally fertilizes me Brian cries Eric dies and Sarah's surprised by Roxy's lie about not being drunk just wanted to say I love you guys it was seriously so shitty oh I know I kind of had to half ass it man I'm trying to do this media thing whatever 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 just just hang up now. That was spectacular. Shit, man. That was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> awesome. He, nailed, he pretty much nailed all of us. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Am I not talking about destroying the patriarchy enough? I can be more vocal about it. I have no problem with that. I like Foxy's uh Foxy Roxy's uh what Maple Foxy, Foxy Maple Moxie. I got yeah. Moxie coming out the um, the Yahoo or the my Wing Wang. Um, I'm just <laughs> Thank gonna you. say yes, that I've got plenty of that. I'm just gonna say uh, that Ben, if I understood half the words you used against me, I might be insulted. So I'm just gonna assume you're talking disrespect, and I ain't pleased. Well, and there's your ad for Nerds on Words, everybody. Yeah, seriously, actually, well, I, I don't know shit about no words, so <laughs> listen to Nerds on Words, like a bird. I mean, admittedly, with the voicemail, it's a little distorted. So I would love to actually get a text version of that if you want to message it to us. That'd be fucking rad. Yes, um, please. Keep them coming, Ben. Yes, yeah. Also, you sort of look like a young Chuck Norris, and I know you said not to say that, but you kind of do. <laughs> you kind of do. A less roundhousey, less douchey, <laughs> Texasy. Less roundhousey. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we mention Clint's feedback about B versus S? Yes, it was. Uh, it wow, was, that was a that was a comment. It was definitely it was it was a uh, story. It was. <laughs> yeah. it, was his thesis, a, it was his thesis project. It was his on thesis. Batman can you give the condensed version? Condensed version. Um, bis, uh, I can actually give it in a mini paragraph up here. It says, "Before I spew a giant wall of text, I'll come clean. I'm primarily a Marvel comics and independent comics guy." Well, there's but, your bias right there. Thank um, you. Moving on. No. <laughs> and good night. No. <laughs> he says, "But." I do love Batman. Most of the comics runs have been fantastic, and I've been reading them for years. And some of the Superman runs hold a place close to my heart. Now on to the spew! There's part that he loved. Um, he thought the movie as a whole was broken. Ben Affleck was phenomenal as Batman. He was um, 
Bruce Wayne. He was the Dark Knight. He got ripped. Um, Jeremy Irons was a sassy motherfucking Alfred. Yes. Um, the fight was awesome, even the, if the story that led to their um, ring false because there wasn't enough of that story to make it matter. Sure. I think we all agreed on that point. Gal Gadot was amazing, and there wasn't enough of her. Oh, oh thank you for saying yep. that, Clint. Yeah. Seriously. Just enough to tease us for her movie. Yeah, and the reveals of um, the rest of the Justice League uh, were just right. Um, some of the... Uh, he had some issues around it, but he's really excited to see you know what the, what's coming up. Um, he says uh, Zack Snyder gets a rainbow sticker because he seems to have worked, learned how to break up long-ass fight scenes so I don't get too bored, which is an improvement. Um, but he's going to light that sticker on fire because he can't tell a coherent story. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty eloquently said. Um, there's stuff that was just really shitty. Henry Cavill is just uh, not that great. Uh, and then he goes on to say with the dream sequences that were pretty bad. Um, the unnecessary origin story. Oh my God, Clint, you went on, girlfriend. Like you are just like, uh, you are, I, I, I like what you're saying about Perry White though. Um, that he's the most powerful journalistic Illuminati editor in the world. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and then anything else? Eisenberg's Luther, um... Um, he says that where Lex Luthor could be a stand-in for Zack Snyder, as the authorities in the world around him are yeah. stand-ins for DC slash Warner Brothers. Yeah, mm. I, what, what you don't see, Sean, is that he opens with, in a world that has been inundated with superhero movies, we find that there are good and there are bad. This paper <laughs> tends to prove that Batman v Superman lacks At the all end of the, the features day, of it. Yeah. it I thesis. said it to you earlier, Brian. I said it to you earlier, and now I'll say it to Clint. I totally respect your opinion, and it's valid, but I think it's stupid. <laughs> he will say this. He gives it three a uh, three out of ten stars. They're absolutely awesome elements, three but there's just too much That's crap horrible. and garbage packed around. I think yeah. we kind of agreed with that sentiment. Uh, no, I think we I think we were a little bit more like around the five or six range. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sarah, you're more like six or seven, is what you said. No, I was I was at I was at. You said stop seven. Projecting, and then Brian, stop yeah. projecting. <laughs> you will give. Start no, I'm just remembering. I, I'm yeah, no, it started at so. seven, and the more I thought about it, it went down. And you know what? You know what? The more I think about it, it's probably gone down to a five now. So. Oh right, my god, it. Sarah, stop. Sorry. Just fucking stop hating it. Just you know keep it at five. When okay. X-Men comes around in two weeks or so, yeah. we'll get another chance to talk shop. Cool. Thanks for the feedback, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for the voicemail, yeah. Benjamin. Awesome. Um, Sarah, why don't you tell us how they could feed the back? How can you feed the back? Mm. Uh, well, you can do so by going to nerdonomy.com, clicking that talk to us button, or by pulling off the phone number to uh, at the very tippy top there to leave us a voicemail. We always welcome that. We also have a P.O. box on the website if you are feeling like you want to send us anything, like a letter or a postcard or whatever. Just don't send us a postcard from our own backyards because that would be really creepy. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to go to nerdonomy.com, click that talk to us button. It will shoot an email to all of our inboxes. Uh, and while you're there, you can kick around on our merch page, buy a t-shirt maybe, possibly. Um, you can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Anatomy. You will find us. I promise you that. There you have it. Jesus. Um, I'm getting really good at that. Yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> so, guys, it is that time. So, until we meet again, stay nerdy. Which will be for the Infinity Wars. <laughs> the Wars. Both of them. <laughs> uh, it'll be for X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. But, um... Until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy. Com. Bye. See ya. Bye. And roll credits.
And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Does anyone have any orange slices? <laughs> <laughs>